Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I remember saying to her mum, how am I going to know that you're still with me, you know, when, when you go and we were both in tears and, and she, she said to me, my girl, you will know. <laughs> You're listening to The Ghost Files, the podcast where everyday people share their extraordinary experiences of the spirit world. I'm your host, Karina Machado. I'm a journalist and author who's been telling true ghost stories, stories of mysteries and marvels since 2009. On this show, you'll hear all about hauntings, apparitions, visitations from late loved ones, and many other life-altering spiritual experiences. What can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? You'll find out on The Ghost Files. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to thank everyone who's taken the time to rate the show and leave us a review. Shout out to DJ1111, who's had many experiences and is so grateful that these stories are being shared and discussed in a positive way. Thanks also to Tanya, who wrote, Welcome to my world. Love that, Tanya. And thanks also to Tin Forrest, who can't listen to the show with the lights off, but loves it anyway. And to Lily, who says this is the best supernatural podcast she's come across. Wow, that's wonderful to hear. Thank you all so much to all of our listeners. Today, my guest is Michelle, who's been fascinated with the spirit world since she was eight years old and discovered an old board game called ESP in the back of a wardrobe. Over her life, certain experiences have stood out, but none were as powerful and life-changing as the one she's going to share with us today. Here's Michelle to tell us the story of a dream she had following her mum's passing in 2012, a dream that proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that her beloved mum is still with her. Welcome to the Ghost Files, Michelle. Thanks, Karina. It's nice to be here. Now, before we get into your experiences, could you please just tell us a little about who you are? I'm a almost... Uh, 50 year old woman I guess I'm in my I'm in the big year this year and I live in New South Wales with my husband and I've got two children and there's a 10 year difference between them and I've also got two stepchildren as well so for my part of the family I have the youngest child and the and the oldest child and then uh, in between are my um, my stepson and my stepdaughter and yeah we um you know we 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 live a fairly quiet life in an area that's that's lovely and I guess I'm just an ordinary woman really Karina. Ordinary but extraordinary stories as I like to uh, speak about on the show. <laughs> Michelle your curiosity about the spirit world was piqued when you were a little kid of around eight years old and you discovered this obscure board game tucked away in a wardrobe somewhere. Tell us about that. I did, uh, Karina. I um, I was around about eight or nine years old, quite possibly a little bit younger. I, I 
I don't have a uh, you know a, a very clear recollection of that. But what I do have a very clear recollection of is I found this board game in um, in my brother's wardrobe actually, but it was in there with a number of other board games. That's where they were kept, and uh, it was called ESP. And it was a board that, you know, when you opened it up, there were a number of uh, colours and numbers and that and that sort of thing on them. Uh, there was a, a pendulum. There was uh, a deck of cards, if I remember correctly. Um, and, yeah, it was, uh, it, as I said, it was called ESP. And, and I recall sitting on the floor in the bedroom with the bedroom door closed because I'm not 100% certain that I was allowed to be playing this game but I remember sitting on the bedroom floor with the door closed and I remember holding the pendulum and trying to guess certain colours and numbers and that sort of thing that would be in the next card that I turned over that sort of thing. Um, And what do you think it was about this game that captivated you so much? I don't know I just I I remember being enthralled by the the idea that I could just guess in my head what, what the next card was going to be and I'd turn it over and it was that card and you know that's not to say that 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 happened 100% of the time but there were many many times that it did and and I was like wow (laughs) how is this happening sort of thing you know what I mean yeah so it was the excitement of the kind of the possibilities that this game hinted at you know in this mysterious world that's out there I think so and to be fair probably the fact that I was playing it behind a closed door as well um <laughs> so that's probably got a little bit to do with it too I was you know even then I, I I had the sense that I was probably doing something that mum wouldn't be overly happy about so Michelle the story that you're about to share with us moves us forward in your life to 2012 when your mum passed away. Yes. Now could you share with us a little about your mum, your relationship and how you navigated this challenging period of your life losing your mum? Yeah, well mum and I we've been described actually as uh, two peas in a pod mum and I and what I really loved about Uh, Well, there are a number of things I really loved about my mum, but she was not afraid to show the juvenile in her. You know, and when I say we're two peas in a pot, I, I can, even at almost 50 years of age, I can be very juvenile at times. I like, you know, the practical joke and, um, and, and all those sorts of things. But mum, look, I guess, we weren't always very close. There was a time during my uh, teenage years where our relationship was quite tumultuous, and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that that is uh, so uncommon. You know, I think that there's plenty of mothers that have a tumultuous relationship with their teenage daughters. But as I moved into my early 20s, we, we became very, very close. And, you know, we would love to spend time together when we could, um, you know, when I had, and I, I had my son in my, in my early 20s. I was, I was 25 at the time that I had him. So uh, mum was always there, you know, she was a sounding board. She'd be the first person that I, that I would pick the phone up to um, if there was an issue or if I, I wasn't, if I was unsure as a young mother and, she was always there and her her word to me and her she would relay her experiences to me and to me they were gospel that you know she was my mum she she she'd been there she'd done it she knew it and she had a lot of knowledge to pass on um 
so as I as I uh, grew into my you know my twenties and, and and then my thirties, we we were very very close, very close. Um, okay. So you know, did did your mum share your interest in the spirit world and what were her beliefs surrounding that? Absolutely, we we absolutely shared. Um, you know, we we shared the belief that the soul continued on after after physical death and we spoke of that on on many occasions and the, the last occasion I, I recall speaking to mum about that was when she was um, sick in hospital um, and uh, there was a period of time where where mum was sick quite often over the years um, and she would she would be in hospital and I do recall having a conversation with her I think would probably be maybe around 2009 perhaps well, one of the stints that she was in hospital and I, and I had a conversation, it was a very teary conversation with her and, you know, I, I recall saying to her mum and neither of us really, neither of us wanted to, uh, neither of us wanted to talk about an impending uh, impending death or, or anything like that it was a it was a word we didn't want to use you know much like people don't like to sit down and make out a will and that sort of thing it's it's almost like if, if we talk about it it's going to happen um yeah so it's I guess it's kind of a little bit like you know sticking your head in the sand a bit but we I, I remember sitting there looking at her and thinking I need to ask her I I need to know for myself, I guess, my own insecurities. And I remember saying to her, Mum, how am I going to know that you're still with me, you know, when, when you go? And we were both in tears and, and she, she said to me, my girl, you will know. That for me was enough. Was- my girl, you will know. That's, yeah, very profound words and mm. indeed story bears that out. Now, uh, let's move on to that story. And and it was an extraordinarily evidential dream that you had, Michelle. Yeah. Please tell us about it, when it happened in terms of the chronology of mum passing, and also just give us the background um, that has to do with your little girl. And she was obsessed with collecting something in particular, and this popped up in the dream. So, Yeah, she was, so Corinna. She, so, um in the in the years immediately prior to mum's passing, and as I said, mum passed in in uh, two thousand and twelve in May two thousand and twelve. So in the years immediately prior to her passing, my daughter was in preschool, and at that time she had this um, uncanny fascination with collecting rocks. Um, and, and when I say rocks, you know they could, but they they could be any type of rock. It could be. Uh, a coarse rock, it could be a large rock, a small rock, a shiny rock, anything. And she would collect them and, and she would she would bring them home from from preschool and um, you know she would bring them home in her in her pockets and I'd have to you know just as on a side note I'd have to um, fish through her pockets bef- um, before I put her clothes in the in the washing machine and there were times that I did miss it. So Less impressed with her uh, storage um, choices for her rocks, <laughs> I was. But, yeah, she loved them, Karina, and she would paint some of them also at preschool before she brought them home. Now, there are a number of those rocks that, you know, <laughs> I probably should be ashamed to say that uh, got disposed of by me, but 
um, you know. <laughs> but there was one in particular that she handed to me when she came home from preschool one day and it was it was one that she'd painted and I'd say medium-sized. It was shiny and, yeah, she'd painted it and she handed it to me when she came home from preschool one day and, and I, I kind of looked at it and, and did the, oh, you know, darling, that's, you know, monkey is my, oh, monkey, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you, and it, it ended up on the um, on the windowsill. I just placed it on the windowsill, and I, I didn't I didn't even think about it again. And I, I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't. Uh, I don't think I won Mother of the Year that that year because I didn't even really take too much notice of it. Um, I just put it on the windowsill, and there it stayed um, for at least a couple of years before Mum passed. And 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 the moment that I uh, the time that I put that rock on the windowsill, I had absolutely no idea no inkling whatsoever about just what a treasure it was and it, it so that's to, to give you a little bit of background so mum, as I said mum passed in in May 2012 and and I've told you that we we shared the same beliefs in relation to the soul living on so at the time that, that she passed uh, although devastated I was fairly okay with the fact that you know I, I would hear from her again and she had told you as much as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I was I was okay with that. So I waited, and through the grieving process, I got to about three months down the road, and I was still very devastated. I, I was still grieving um, the loss of mum, and and I I'd had nothing from her in that three month period, absolutely nothing, and and it, it scared me to be honest with you because it it made me sit down and. I started to second guess my beliefs and uh, I started, um, I guess, panicking. Now, when I say panicking, I don't, I don't mean I was, I was a wreck or I, I wasn't, I wasn't coping with the day to day, but I was, I was, there was certainly a sense of panic, internal panic, like, um, you know, oh my God, like, what if, what if there is nothing afterwards? What if, what if it's all just, you know, and, and, and that, kind of panic and and having said that I should have known better because I you know I, I'd been to uh, a medium in the years previous to that and and she told me things that she could not have otherwise have known um, other than being connected to uh, one of my soul connections in spirit so but I guess in in, in right. a panic that sort of you know um, that sort of clouded that and I, I did I, I started to panic internally so I recall one night before uh, going to bed, I, I just I put the call out to mum and I, I just, you know, I said to her, mum, please, if you're there, just send me something, give me something, um, let me know that you're there. Um, and um, so I, I went to bed that night and, my God, she did let me know she was there. I, I, I had a, a dream which you know, probably when I describe it, it'd be quite unremarkable really, but it was a dream that I was standing at the edge of a, a sporting field. It was some type of sporting field, an open field, and, and on the ground directly in front of me I could see that there was a small area that had been cordoned off and I knew, and, and I say knew and I emphasise that because it was just a knowing and that's the only way I can describe it to you. Um, I knew that that area was some type of memorial. I had no idea uh, what for, um, uh, but I knew it was a cordoned-off memorial area and 
I knew also that what I was experiencing this dream had something to do with mum. So I had a clear knowing as I was in the dream that it was something to do with mum. Anyway, I noticed on the ground um, inside the cordoned off memorial area, there was an object on the ground. And, um, and I, again, a very clear knowing, I knew that there was an expectation of me to take particular note of that object. So uh, I looked closer and I saw that the object was in fact the rock that I've just described to you that um, that was sitting on the windowsill, the kitchen windowsill. I knew that it was that rock, the one that, that my daughter had painted and brought home from, um, from preschool. And um, I recall actually standing there in the dream and thinking to myself at the time, what the hell, what is that doing here? But having said that, I knew without question um, the expectation that um, I am to take particular note of, of that rock. I, there's no way I could have fogged that off because that expectation, it was almost like I was wearing it like a cloak. I just knew I needed to take notice of it. I knew that it was of the utmost importance. I didn't know why. Anyway, I, that's about it. As far as the dream goes, I, I woke up and, and I recall when, when I woke up, I was like, what the hell? What the hell was that all about? Anyway, I, I got out of bed. It got the better of me and I, I got out of bed and I, I walked into the kitchen and as I walked into the kitchen, I, I did look towards the windowsill and I looked straight at that, that painted rock. Um, as I said, you know, been sitting there for a long time, at least a couple of years, hadn't moved and I really hadn't taken any notice of it um, apart from, you know, the day that it was handed to me and I, I sat it on the windowsill. Anyway, as I walked towards the windowsill, Karina, I, I was looking at the rock and, and it, it, it hit me like a tonne of bricks it, when I saw it. I stood looking at it for ages and I was like, um, no, no, this isn't happening. This, I'm, I'm only seeing this because I want to see this. Do you know what I mean? And, and what, what I was seeing was that at the time that, that my daughter had painted the rock, the paint had run down the sides of it and those runs had dried uh, along with the rest of the paint and as they dried, they retained their shape and their form. Now, at the time that I put the rock on the windowsill, I'd actually placed it upside down so that the runs of the paint were actually facing up. And in that position, as I was standing there looking at it, the runs of the paint actually appeared as though they were spelling out the word mum in, in cursive style writing. And as I said, I, I stood there looking at it and I, I, I was just like, no, no, Michelle, that's not right. This is, <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're making this up sort of thing. And I stood there looking at it for a while and, and in the end it, it, it got the better of me and I, I picked it up and I, I recall being so careful when, when I picked it up because, I, you know, I didn't want to rub any of that paint off. Um, you know, I, so I picked it up and I, I took it back into uh, the bedroom where my husband was sleeping and um, I, didn't, I didn't wake him up. I waited for him <laughs> to wake up. Um, and when he woke up, I didn't tell him anything about the dream that I'd had. I simply held the rock up to him and I, I just said to him, um, can you see anything written on this rock? And he looked at it only for a few seconds before he said, oh, 
only the word mum where the paint where the paints run <laughs> and, and I wow. yeah I was like my god and I was you know I was in my head I was thanks mum like I'm, I'm, I'll get you loud and clear I'm reading you loud and clear thank you Michelle, did this assuage that sense of panic and grief that had risen up in you the night before? Were you now relieved? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And and relieved and um, probably a, a little bit um, uh, disappointed in myself for doubting. But you know, as I said, I think that that that's part of part of the grief. And Michelle, what I'd like to say here to all the listeners is that you kindly sent me the photograph of the rock, and um, and I was getting goosebumps as you were describing that moment where you realise that it's spelt mum in cursive because it absolutely does. And if you permit me, I will share that photo on my Facebook page and um, yeah, absolutely, however yeah. we can do it. I'm, it I'm is amazing. I'm happy for you to do that. Oh, thank you, Michelle, because it is such a major part of your story for the audience to be able to see. But I'd just like to interject and vouch for the photo because it is absolutely extraordinary. Mm, it, um, Yeah, it really, it blew me away. Um, it really did. As I say, to the point where I, I stood there basically arguing with myself, <laughs> you're not seeing it. Yes, I am. You're not, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Don't be ridiculous, Michelle. Now, amazingly enough, your mum went on to visit you again in a mm. dream. And this time, this time, it was a very different dream. And she had something very specific for you to do. Now, could you share this story as well? Because it is just amazing yeah so this one this one was in around I, I, I keep a, um, a diary and a journal of all these sorts of otherworldly things that have happened to me over the years and this one um, I've written in my journal was around January 2016 um, and again the dream as such didn't have too much content in it but mum was in the dream um she was not very prominent in the dream but again it was a knowing that this is mum mum's here um and she um she was giving me a phone number um so a normal uh eight digit landline phone number and she was she was saying it to me in the dream and again the expectation on me I knew to be Michelle, you must remember this. You must remember this phone number. So there was a very clear expectation to me and a knowing in the dream that, um, you know, the expectation was you will remember this number. So she was giving me the number in the dream, saying it over and over again, and I was saying it back to her in the dream over and over again. Um, And on waking, I was saying, still saying the number over and over in my mind, and and again, it got the better of me, and I, I got up out of bed, um, and I went into the lounge room, and I, I picked up my iPad, and I googled the phone number, and the phone number actually came up to, and and I've got to say that as I tell you this, that phone number was um, absolutely unknown to me. It wasn't a number that I knew, so. Um, I googled the the phone number and it actually came up to a person that has the same surname as my maiden name, so my mum's married name, 
and they lived in the same suburb that I had lived in prior to um, moving in with my husband. Michelle, I've got goosebumps again. That is amazing. And I, I just, <laughs> oh, no, again, I was like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, and I almost fell off the lounge. It was like, my God, this is incredible. Did you ring the number? I did. I did ring the number and um, I got a... <laughs> I got an answering machine and I just, I freaked out. I Like I thought, you know, what are you doing, Michelle? This is, <laughs> what, what's, what, what kind of message can you leave on this phone that isn't going to sound even remotely crazy? <laughs> so I hung up and I, I will, I will ring it again one day. I know I will um, and I will get up the courage to speak to the person. Um, but I need to... You know, I, I need to think about what I'm going to say because, I, I you know, um, I, I don't yes. want to, I, you know, can you imagine receiving that sort of <laughs> phone call? I just, you know, the mind boggles really if there's any kind of direction that this can go in. But if, if we unpack it to think what was so important about you connecting with this person that it would actually, you know, make your mum give you this this chore to do from beyond the grave I mean yeah, it's just incredible and I'm imagining really I have um I have tossed around the idea that perhaps she um she was making me aware of a um you know uh, a relative or a connection uh to relatives um I mean I, I, in recent years I've um, tried desperately to uh, search my ancestry, particularly in relation to uh, my father. And um, I just, I, I, I constantly come up um, with brick walls. So I, ha- I have actually, you know, tossed around the idea is, you know, was she, she alerting me to the fact that there's, there's a relative there um, or a yeah. connection, a, a familial conne- connection. Um, but I will, I'll get the courage yeah. up one day to... <laughs> To ring again but yeah I just uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for I didn't it was one of those things you do when you just don't think about you know you don't think about the different scenarios or well, what am I going to do if it's an answering machine it was just like oh my god and yes I mean it it, it certainly could be a family member because as you said it's your mum's your mum's maiden name did you say um it's yeah so my maiden name so dad's surname right Oh, okay. Your maiden name. Okay. Yeah, right. And, and mum's married name. So dad's surname. Yeah. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Mm. So, wow. I just marvel. Well, when you do um, just chalk up the courage to make that call, please let me know. I will. <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> so I guess, uh, Michelle, to sum up, what can an encounter with the dead teach us about living? Mm. Well, for me, for me, Karina, it's it's taught me, well, I guess it's it's sort of solidified for me that um, the soul connection, the people that we have soul connections with will continue on. Um, they do continue on. They are there. They're around us. Um, we're, we're anchored by love. Um, and I guess also that that if we can, if we can, I guess strive's not 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 the right word, but if we can think about living our higher purpose, 
um, you know, what what is our higher purpose individually? Individually, what is our higher purpose, and and are we living it, or how can we live it? Um, you know, how can we how can we be true to that, um, and 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 do the best that we can, or do do good for for others? Well, for me, it's what can what can I do? What about this? Can I um, develop, or can I can I do to to help others to to realize that hey this is this is not it this is not the be all and end all um you know life's not oh, well, just about yeah. the the day to day the the nitty gritty the you know just the the daily grind it's not just about that there's so much more so much more there's so much more and i have a sense perhaps that maybe what we're all going through globally at the moment with this covid-19 crisis is certainly a call to remember that and to think about the the more that there is, you know, so much more. Yep, a hundred percent. I totally agree. I couldn't agree with you more, actually, in relation to that. And um, I love what you've shared with us today, and certainly you've you've uh, painted a picture of how these experiences can enrich our lives and enrich the lives of others as well. And I love what you said that we're anchored by love, and our soul connections are anchored in love. That's a really beautiful thing to say and I think it's a lovely note to end on so thank you so much Michelle for spending time with us on the ghost files today you're very welcome Karina thank you for having me thank you for listening to the ghost files if you love the show leave us a five-star rating and review and tell a friend Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.